Welcome to another episode of Power Alphas. I'm one of your co-hosts, Savvy Piscatelli. And as always, my beautiful, 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 gorgeous fiance, Amanda Sacamano, better known as Mandy Rose. How you doing today, beautiful? Doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I can't believe we are almost done with January already. Oh my gosh. But time does fly. So um Hopefully everyone's staying true to their New Year's resolutions. <laughs> Hopefully everybody's uh, attacking the new year still strongly. Um, Especially a month in, you know, that's when people start to get a little yep. tired and yeah. kind of get lazy. It's kind of like that. People people usually make it through like January and then it's yeah. like they start making excuses. Oh, Valentine's or this or that. So yeah. hopefully stay strong. But um, no, everything feels good. I'm excited for a new week, a new show. Um, Speaking what about of you, Valentine's babe? Day, what yeah. are we doing for Valentine's Day? Actually, babe, we'll be, we're actually, we're actually <laughs> Let's put them on the spot. Well, I don't have any plans because I got an excuse because we're actually flying Your back sense. on the 14th from New York. Um, yeah. Yes. And so like, I don't know. I don't so know. you don't know. Don't know well, you know, know what happens with Savvy is he's going to wait till the last minute and try to get a reservation somewhere <laughs> and everything's going to be booked. And he thinks that that's like, oh, uh, he tried, babe. Every day is Valentine's Day with you, okay, babe? I know, babe? we do, yeah, but we should probably still do a little something. What do you want to do, babe? Tell me, what do you want? What does baby want? Whatever baby wants, baby, baby gets. gets. Whatever baby gets, <laughs> whatever um, I haven't decided exactly what I want. Um, I don't want any gifts or anything like that, but um, I think we do a nice dinner. Maybe we'll do something different. We always go out. Maybe we'll like, What's do our something let's see, if, let's see how good she remembers things. What's like our... Consistent Valentine's dinner place. Melting oh, pot. She got it. I don't know <laughs> I've why. I've never always been, loved melting yeah. pot. So let's tell them. I never been to melting pot until I met Savvy, and he's taken me to melting pot the last. I don't know. No, maybe, not every Valentine's every Day. Every Valentine's but Day. But I don't. I, I like melting pot because it's like an experience, right? It's like fondue. You get to. No, it you know, is really like cool. There's like four courses. You get your cheese. You got you know your salad. Then you got you you make your 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 meats and your fishes and all that stuff. And then you got like a nice beautiful dessert <laughs> with this chocolate. I don't know. It's just like a whole process that I think is fun. I mean, it's it um, is fun and it's, fun. it's 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 cool. I mean, I I feel like we should go there and just like do cheese and wine one night. You always say that, yeah. I know. You can do like a nice dessert there. It. Yeah. Yeah. Why absolutely. not? What are your guys's Valentine's Day yeah. plans? Ben, what's your plans? Any plans, Ben? <laughs> oh. No plans. My plans? Nothing. No Nothing plans yet. yet. <laughs> I haven't found that <laughs> lucky lady yet. I guess to, you know. Mm. <laughs> well, you will. I'll um, probably send some flowers to my mom and sister. I like that. Oh, there you go, that's man. That's sweet. a good one. See? Good, um, good man right there. That's a great man. So, babe, so I've really been enjoying like the Q&A, uh, the yes. questions that our fans have to ask on our podcast. So today, I know I was reading a lot of the comments and a lot of the questions, and I know a lot of people are very, very interested in the Mandy Rose life transition, entrepreneurship, leaving WWE, are you coming back to WWE? So I wanna dive into this a little bit for these fans. Um, first, I do wanna talk a little bit about, I know, uh, what, World Rumble's coming up for WWE? Yes. So let's hear your first big story of your Royal Rumble or your experiences around this time because uh, I always like to relate, you know, a time frame for where you were at in your career, and I know maybe we could transition into one of your experiences, and then maybe talk about what these what these fans want to hear about your transition out of WWE and 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 what you're doing now. Yeah, so um, I used to love, I still do, obviously, being out of WWE, but Royal Rumble, I think, is such a great show. I think it's 
probably the second, well, third biggest from WrestleMania. You have uh, SummerSlam, WrestleMania, and then I think Royal Rumble is just so exciting. I think the fans get really, really excited for it. It just, it doesn't get old like the same, you know, the women's match and the, the men's match. I just feel like there's always surprises. Um, so I will say, I mean, I've been in a few Royal Rumbles. I probably was in four or five, four, definitely. Yeah. Right? I don't know. Do you remember your number? You Ooh, came out. Do yes. you remember your numbers? Tell That's me. That's a good one. Yeah. So my first rumble, I was number three. Number remember three. Remember that? Okay. It was my like right after I got called out okay. pretty much. Number three. Um, it was number three. Mm-hmm. And Lita got rid of me, remember? Which I thought was really cool. I was like, I wait, I one year I was got I got rid of number one, didn't I? I don't know why. I really I gotta you. I know I gotta find I gotta go back. <laughs> Guys, I'm so bad with my highlights. I know my fans are really good with my highlights, so they're gonna correct me on this. But um I'm pretty sure I was eliminated first in my first appearance. You in were the eliminated Rumble, first? I wanna say. And I think it was by Lita, and I was okay with it because I'm like, oh well, Lita's eliminating me. So like that's pretty freaking cool. Yep, yeah. Yep. So anyway, um my favorite Royal Rumble um match was the one with Otis when he saved me. I do remember um, that. Do you remember that? You I came fell out on top it. of him, right? Or something yes. like that. Your feet didn't ever touch the My ground. Feet never touched the ground. Um, so that was a really cool moment because we had a storyline going. Um, it was exciting. The fans were really into it, and I loved my outfit. My outfit was really cool. Do you remember my outfit? It was I the gold leotard with. Um, oh yeah, I do very remember cheeky. that outfit. Yes, I did yes. get in trouble after the match yep, because absolutely. my cheeks were out a little too much. I was known for that. She's known for that. Um, but you yeah, know. she got best cheeks in high school. Yeah, YOLO. You only live once, right? <laughs> um, and it was like a, it was open here a little, and it had like the bra top, but it was it was really bedazzled. It was really cool. So anyway, I just love that match because I um, looks like I got eliminated, but I fell onto Otis. Otis, you know, my man. Mm-hmm. Don't don't be jealous when I talk about I Otis. I am a little jealous, but um, that's okay. <laughs> and I fell on top of him. He saved me. He threw me back up. And all I remember, I was opposite of um, hard cam. And all I remember, the fans behind me, when I jumped up, there's like a picture in a video, which we'll show, um, where like the fans just erupted because it was like such a cool moment. And when that was my first moment where I was like, Wow, like I got that adrenaline rush of like so cool. the feeling of like they're cheering for you, booing for you, whatever it may be, but like they care. I think that was like my first feeling awesome. of that because like they started to care about me. Yeah, they started <laughs> to care about Mandy no. Rose. Um, so that was one of my favorite moments, I will say. And um, when you're in a storyline around the Rumble, it's always fun too because obviously the winner of the Rumble usually gets their opportunity to face the champion at WrestleMania. So that's always exciting. But um, when you're in a storyline, like one year I was in a storyline with um, with Naomi, which was fun. And it just adds so much to it because there's so many girls in a you throw all these girls and guys in a match. And if you don't like do something cool or kind of like showcase something or you're in the storyline and it becomes like it's, you know, people can relate to it or whatever it is. You kind of just get thrown in there and like nobody really remembers. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like you just, yep. Everyone get you do your entrance, you get thrown out, whatever. So I don't know. They're a lot of fun. That was definitely one of my favorite Royal Rumble uh, moments, um, and I thought my look was iconic. So yeah. yeah, you know, I think it's really cool that you just have, you know, these great memories, these great experiences um, that WWE did give you. So it is a is a true blessing. Um, 
what a great uh, stage, what a great pedestal for you to, you know, showcase your skills, your ability, your talent. And, you know, it, it is, it's, it's history. You're going to, yeah. you know, you're going to look back five years, 10 years, 20 years from now when you have kids and you're going to maybe sit back and, and read some articles and really be um, emotional of what you've accomplished. And I think it's mm-hmm. amazing that you have these, these memories because I, I'll tell you, you know, it, it is something that you, your whole life you will live with. And you always think back on these moments and be grateful. And I think it's awesome that you can still sit, you know, and and talk about an experience you had in WWE that was a highlight. And you could still remember the crowd going crazy and how you felt and yeah. that, you know, 30 seconds of adrenaline. That that that's something that's that's you know, all your hard work has paid off. So that's to me, that's that's absolutely cool. And you see you could you know, talk about that story. Yeah, it, it is really cool. And I've only been out, you know, for a little while. So I feel like when I do get older and I, I am able to reflect back on a lot of these moments, it's going to be very special and sentimental. And it's cool to like show your kids just like you're going to be showing your kids all your highlights and everything. But um, my transition to your part two of your question from WWE to, you know, being an entrepreneur, developing different brands, um, starting this podcast with you, and um, just kind of diving into things that I maybe didn't know that I'd ever get into. Um, I'd say my transition has been really cool, um, a lot of fun. I think I give kind of hope to a lot of the women and men out there that are in WWE and think that they're kind of pigeonholed and they think they're this is all they know this is all they can do what am I going to do when I get out of here you know I'm still young so a lot of times they get out maybe you know depending on the age but it's like what can I do at if I get out at 40 and that's all I know or or whatever it may be and I know women usually have a like shorter shelf life than the men because they want to have children or whatnot so um, for me you know nothing was planned to stop my career at 32 when I when I did um but it's been a blessing with everything that I've gotten into all the different businesses that I'm into all the things that I've learned alongside you the different investments that we do um you know I have a skincare line which is which has been great um starting this podcast has been really fun because now you and myself are able to really talk to people and inspire other people and kind of you know talk about our experiences and what maybe what worked, maybe what didn't work for us. Um, And it's kind of nice to like reflect for the both of us. I noticed like when I watch back, it's like, it's just cool because I think we've developed, you know, way more chemistry now that we're even um, sitting here and I don't know what number episode this is, but you know, podcasts aren't easy. And I think everyone says, Oh, anyone can start a podcast, but I don't think anyone can start a podcast. I think, um, you know, it depends. We have a, a big background, the both of us and different backgrounds. So um, this has been a lot of fun. And I just think like the sky's the limit. And there's so many other opportunities out there that I'm able to get into because of the brand and the platform that I built um, with the help of WWE, obviously. But, um, you know, I was the main focus. Like I built that platform. And I, you know, I came from a fitness background originally, and I had a big following from before WWE. So I think just growing that and kind of um, seeing and meeting different people too. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like um, networking is a big thing. Like you may not think so, but maybe going to an event or something, you may meet someone. Like Mm -hmm. I've met some cool people along the way, like the one lady Bonnie that I've met on uh, the airplane. Yeah, sitting next to an airplane. Yeah, like you never know who you're going to run into. I met this amazing woman. It was right after my brother passed away actually, which I think, you know, was like a, a, a sign from my brother 
um, she was in the middle seat and I was at the, on the aisle and we just started talking and I'm a little bit, I'm a little shy at first. I don't really tell people what I do or what I've done and, and whatnot. I'm very humble. So she was just like chatting and we were talking about a little bit until the end of the flight, we were flying from New York to Florida or vice versa. I forget which, you know, she was explaining about her company and the, the biker shorts that I'm, that I'm getting involved in. And, um, you know, I didn't know at that moment that this could be a business opportunity for me. You just mm-hmm. never you, know. You never know who you're going to meet. Who you're going to meet and who you run into. And yeah. I thought it was really cool. And she, we just connected. And she was such a, oh, my God, she's such a sweet woman. But, like, she explained about her company. And then I told her who I was at the end of it. And she's like, wait a minute. She's like, I would love to have you as, like, a brand ambassador or a partner or whatever it may be. Let's chat. So one thing led to, you know, the next. You just never know who you're going to run into. And I just feel like with good energy, and we talked about this in the last podcast, positive energy, like, you can really run into some amazing people that could help you or vice versa. You could help them. I think that's what life's all about. Well, I think that is, first of all, it's a great answer from every aspect, but even just to kind of piggyback on what you just said, that last comment is like, you never know who you're going to meet mm-hmm. and you never know who you're going to run into, but that's why I've always been a big advocate on always being in the best version of yourself physically, mentally, because that energy does radiate, right? That energy comes off differently when you walk into a room or when you walk into an arena or anything about those people, when you meet people, people that are very positive, hardworking, sacrifice, and they're dedicated to their craft and they're trying to do good business and make more money and be successful, that energy kind of gravitates to each other, yeah, right? Definitely. So like you said, you know, they, you're on a plane and um, uh, I heard a man once say, you know, when a man or even a woman walks into a room and their physical appearance is on point, they are telling so much about themselves already. Yes. Their work ethic, their routine, their sacrifice, like their first commitment. Impression. It's a first impression. But I think, like you said, your 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 appearance is your first sign to somebody mm-hmm. to maybe you guys can do business together, have a relationship together. But you said you never know who you're gonna meet. Yeah. And I think it's awesome. I think you're right. You 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 met someone on the plane that you now you're gonna do business with. And it's yeah, gonna be unbelievable. Just, you just never know. And it was it's a good a good opportunity. Um and I do agree with that. Like, I think that's why we always kind of say, like, we don't get ready, we stay ready. Yep. Because we're <laughs> staying ready for whatever... It's life. Yeah, for life. whatever comes our way. Like, wait, for instance, when you... Um, uh, weren't playing football anymore. You said that you were training just as hard because you always, you know, wanted to get back in or whatever it may be. But then all of a sudden, WWE came around. Absolutely. Which was, I mean, you weren't expecting that no. call or that that like someone was in the gym that saw you, right? Yeah. Or, um, so it's just like, and there you go. So that as a perfect example of, I was training every day to get back in the NFL, which never happened. And then because I was such in good shape and because I took care of myself at an elite level. They were like, man, this kid could be, you know, a WWE superstar one day. Mm-hmm. So it just it, it it segued me into another opportunity. And I, but yeah. I think that's life in general. For sure, right? with you, anything. You go out, you meet people, you shake hands, you take care of yourself. You're mentally sharp. You're physically sharp. Uh, it will just naturally gravitate to people that could help you or you could help them. And even, you know, you just said something about enjoying this podcast. I was actually talking to Ben earlier before you got in here. Um, you know, I'm 40. You're 33. Uh, we've both been both very successful and we both failed on some high levels. And I think I was telling Ben earlier, I said, I love this podcast from the aspect of I could kind of give advice from my failures, mm-hmm. give advice from my success stories, but also give advice from people that taught me so much that were way more successful than me, that were way more you know savvy in business or people that, you know, guys like Ray Lewis, who were one of the greatest of all time. So like, I guess like, the point I was telling Ben is like, 
when you see people talk negative about our comments, it's like, we're just trying to give back what we learned exactly. and what we've grown from. Yeah. And I think a podcast like this, that's why I want this podcast to be relatable. I want this podcast to be motivational. And that's why we want to hear your questions and your comments because we can learn stuff from you guys as well. Yeah. And I think being humble is, 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 the, is the first step to growing because you always want to be better than you were yesterday. You know, it's only you versus you. Yes. So, I agree. And it great is, answer, by the way, babe. It is very important um, in that aspect, too, um, because we're learning as well. You know, we're no one's perfect. And you said it best. So, um, yeah. Well, I'm excited, babe, for you. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited. All these memories and my transition. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm just always a, I'm very open to other opportunities, too. You never know what may uh, come knocking on your door or whatever it may be. Um, so, yeah, the transition has been has been really great. I'm blessed. You are blessed, every day. You are very blessed. So, so, um, so we had a few questions today. We also, the email thing that we're going to be doing, like the fan email, um, we have a couple emails from those that I'm going to shout you guys out. So if you are interested, don't forget to send an email to poweralphaspodcast at gmail.com. Um, anything you want to say, a, a statement, a question, um, how you hate us, whatever you, if you want. want. If you want to hear a topic... <laughs> Our Doesn't opinion matter. on something, or you want to get, you know, other people's opinions. How Sabby's so, hair is looking today, like whatever. I got a haircut. Just I know now, it looks babe. good. Okay. Whatever you want to say, you can email us. You want a little shout out? Um, I'll be shouting those out. So, um, two of the ones we got today, actually. Um, here's the first one. Hey, Mandy and Sabby. My name is Ricky, and I have been a big fan of Mandy's for years, and now a big fan of Sabby's as well. Oh wow. I'm Thank loving you, the podcast, and when I heard you asking for questions, I'd submit mine. I've been with my girlfriend for just a little over a year now that now that the oh sorry, okay, a little over a year, and now that the honeymoon phase is going away, we of course get into arguments here and there. You you all present a very healthy relationship online and it's very admirable, but I want to know when things get tough or you have a fight or disagreement, how do you all deal with it? Also, is there a way to keep the honeymoon phase alive the longer you are in a relationship? Wow, what a great question. It's a great question. First of all, I just want you guys to know we look like we get along really great here, but there's times where I want to. <laughs> well, no, you know, it's funny. I was when you, when, when you were reading that, I actually wanted Thought to start out with my answer or our answer first is by saying um, we have problems fights like every other relationship in the world yes right so don't ever think you see you know us and like oh their relationship's perfect and mine's not no that's not the case trust me we, we have our arguments yeah we have our arguments <laughs> we have our moments but it always always has to go back to the root of a, a foundation of a relationship and i think um that's a tremendous question because i think that is an answer that is never done right you always mm -hmm. got to improve your relationship you always got to work at it it's There's... always going to be a work no matter always. if you're married for 30 40 50 years you know a week whatever it may be you're always going to be working sabby and i get along really great we were really great friends before we met which i think helped as well but we also have very similar personalities which sometimes clash 
we are both very alpha as the name power alphas um but we are very, also very stubborn as well a little bit i would say yeah she doesn't know how to submit no you all. don't know how to submit bullshit yeah okay i'm the one that First apologizes all, like 90 percent of the time the next morning so. okay yeah he apologizes because he was the one that was wrong and he no, knows, knows he was that's wrong. not true at all <laughs> So but you, what what happens is is we sometimes will clash and I'm not your average woman that um and I don't know maybe I shouldn't say average but I'm not the kind of woman that is a pushover. I grew up with a lot of men around me, three older brothers, my dad. I didn't take shit. Like I don't care that you're a man. I don't I don't care. Like I don't take shit. I'm not your typical like oh my gosh, let me you know, lick your toes, like lick wipe your, toes. your ass. I don't do that. <laughs> Savvy knows I don't do that. I'm a little, I'm a little tough. I'm a little rough around well, the edges sometimes. Basically, because she grew up with with three yeah. Italian older brothers, you know, she always I thought she had to stick up for herself, and she always thinks she has to. Well, and I did, and I, you did. And, 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 I always had to stick up for myself. My brothers were went through a phase where they were mean. Like they would, we would be at the dining room table, and. I'm, I'm I'm very emotional actually also on the flip side so and I always have been I'm a cancer and um we'd be sitting at the table and like if I got upset over something or my dad yelled at us or whatever it may be my brothers were so evil sometimes that they'd be like they'd look at me and be like oh you're gonna cry like like and would you cry and no I I do the I would do the real tough like I'd get the lump but in like the, the throat, tears would come you know, start they're, coming they start to come shivering a little bit and then the the second they saw me vulnerable like that they'd be like oh you little baby just just let it out just cry like they were really mean like that and I'd be like mm -hmm. trying so hard and the lump in my throat would get so big that I'd be like oh <laughs> they know exactly what this what what, what I'm talking about too. So I just felt like sometimes it was hard for me to show emotion as much as I was emotional. And now I just let it all out. Tears come flowing. I don't, I don't even care. I was young at that time. But I mean, to answer a little bit of the question he was saying, honestly, about relationships, I think it's like anything else in the world. I think it's a constant, constant mm -hmm. working at it every single day. And I think Mandy and I, I know for me, I always... Try to always tell her how beautiful she is. I always try to tell her, you know, how proud I am of her. I always try to thank her. Um, he does I, compliment me a lot. And I think, I think, but that's the, I think that's the start of a little things. You always want to make your significant other feel um, special. And I think that's something that's worked for me uh, uh, as I grow. Um, I, and by any means, I'm no expert at relationships, please. I'm evolving every day and trying to be the best fiance. And hopefully when I become a, a husband, I want to become a great husband. And I want to learn every day how to be better and better and better. Um, and love languages. I think love language knowing, is very important. Knowing what your partner's love language is, um, Ricky, uh, you know, I think that helps. I think maybe your significant other is fiending for a little bit more of like words of affirmation, which I do love. And that's why Savvy knows that. And he does give me a lot of words of affirmation because um, I like that. I like, I like when he, and he's very affectionate and I love that. And he can like, as much as a tough man that he is like Savvy can be very vulnerable, which I also love, uh, you know, with a man. So I just think knowing what your partner wants and needs is a big factor because you can go in a relationship and have no idea and be totally like, you know, maybe spoiling the girl or guy with gifts. And like, that's not like receiving gifts is not their love language. Like they don't want gifts. They want your physical touch or mm -hmm. like mine's definitely physical touch and words of affirm affirmation. But like, 
I feel like that's a big part of it too. And to answer the other part of your question, um, obviously honeymoon phase, we, we all know that that's, that could be a real thing, but I think, um, we talked about this in the last podcast where, you know, keeping it spicy and switching it up and, and making sure you guys focus on you too, as the foundation of the relationship and not get too caught up, whether it's children or sports or whatever it may be, um, doing that one thing a week with the two of you that you both enjoy, mm -hmm. not just what the, your significant other enjoys or vice versa. I think too, um, talk about the honeymoon phase. I know worked for us in the future and in, in the past, I mean, is sometimes you need to just disconnect from the real world and maybe for a weekend go on vacation, just you two, uh, go to a nice island. Um, and what that does is it just kind of rekindles that love language. It kind of, mm -hmm. um, you kind of shut the world off for like a day or two. You could have, you know, a great dinner. Um, you guys can get very affectionate by yourself. You're in a, in a different element. You're out, yeah. of, you're out of your everyday routine. So you're not caught up in the, the busyness of, of life. It's kind of just you two for a weekend. And I know for me and you, Mandy, I, I actually, when we were even going through a couple things early in our relationship, we would go on a little vacation. Um, and just, you know, we would do cardio three, four times a day. You know what I'm saying? If you guys know what I mean by cardio, <laughs> you know but, saying. uh, no, but I think, I think it was, I remember, I remember personally when we would go on vacation together, it would just be us and we'd go to a beach or some resort and it would just be very ex exclusive and it would just be us. It'd be our time to kind of reconnect, Yeah. you know, um, physically, sexually, and mentally. Yeah. It's different. But the thing just with a, the yeah. change is a different environment. It's not yeah. in your, it's not in your routine of home and. Uh, I, I like, I think it's spicing it back up. So if, if one recommendation maybe is to get that honeymoon phase back is go on a little yeah. vacation, plan a nice little vacation. It doesn't, doesn't have to be done crazy. It doesn't have to be a crazy trip. Yeah, you just can a little go, something. You can go get in the car and drive somewhere and stay in a hotel even or somewhere like, you know, nothing fancy. Maybe go on a retreat, like whatever it may be. But I think that is a good yeah, one to kind of, to change the, the scenery. I like that. And Change I do the like the, you need you need to really find out your significant other's love language. I think that's very, very, very important. I think Mandy made a good point. Yes. And also you're going to have arguments and you're going to fight. It's only normal. I've never met a couple that didn't fight or I mean, they're weird if they don't. We fought like twice this weekend. Yeah. She bad. was mean to me. No, you were mean to me. She actually went to the guest room, tried to be all tough. <laughs> and then like an hour later, I hear her come back <laughs> in the room. <laughs> I, I totally went to the guest room because he annoyed me so much. I took my dog and I was like, we're leaving. And I went in the guest room and then two hours later, I wake up with like sweat dripping down me. It was so hot in that room because we didn't have, I didn't have that eight sleep. Yeah, we're we, obsessed with our eight sleep. We have by eight the way. sleep on our master bedroom. I think cooling, it's unbelievable. If you guys don't know what it is, it's like a cooling pad. Oh, um, so good. And it's amazing. You can have your side separate from your significant other. So we're heat boxes when we sleep. So we get really hot. So yours is on like negative nine, mine's like negative six. And you just sleep so amazing. No, it really like, is. Shout out to Sleep Aid if oh you don't have my one. God. Yeah, it really sleep is unbelievable. Okay, next question that we got, um, or email, I should say. Hi, Power Alphas. Love listening to the pod. Mandy, you are such an inspiration to me. I have a wrestling question. How did you prep for matches? Also, what is real and what is fake? Oh. <laughs> Being a viewer, we always know everything isn't 100% real, but let me in on the secrets, Lisa. Well, Lisa, I wonder if this is the Lisa that I know. Might be. Um, can't tell you all the secrets, Lisa. Um, you know, that's kayfabe, but I will give you a little scoop. So first question, um, well, thank you for that. I'm an inspiration to you. I really appreciate that. 
and also um, how did I prep for my matches? So it's kind of messed up because we every time before my match, I always I don't know if you felt this, but I always felt like I was rushing. Like it was like figuring last minute things or changes or and when you get to Raw or SmackDown, timing is always like the times always changing. This things are always just moving around up until like the last minute before you go out. And for women, you have hair and makeup. So you have all these women trying to get in hair and makeup and there's only so much, you know, time and makeup artists to get it done. So it's like quick, quick and you're making sure your gear is good, tan, oil, all that. So there's so many things of like physical appearance that like mentally you need to get your mind right. Mm -hmm. But there were so many times where I mentally was probably not prepared because I was so focused on how I was going to look or what, if you have a promo, forget about it. You're, you're memorizing lines. You're making sure, you know, you, you got it memorized and a promo plus a match. Like there are so many things going through your head that like it's hard and you only get better through time and, and reps and all that. So I would say I would try to prep, you know, make sure I'm physically ready. This way I feel good and then mentally get prepared. Like for instance, before my matches, I'd, I'd probably do like 20 push ups. It was like a weird number. Just like, I think it was 20. I would do, uh, get a little pump, you know, um, have to go to the bathroom like 17 times. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Did you have that? Yeah. Well, no, when you get nervous, thing, you right? always have to feel like you got to go oh my pee God. all the time. No. And number two, no, TMI. No, yeah. No, Ask the girls. Good. No, ask everyone. Girls don't go number two. What are you talking about? Right. I forgot, guys. Right. Um, anyway, I yeah, that's a thing. It's called bubble so, like, guts. It's called nervous. It's yeah, called well, nervous no, it's bubble thing. guts. It's a thing. Like a psychologist one time told me that um, anything before you have like your adrenaline, it, it makes you go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So TMI. But anyway, um, so yeah, and then it would just be mentally getting your mind right and ready. And the second you know my music hit, it was just like I just always clicked in. Like I was always like. As much as maybe I was running around and I didn't feel confident, and obviously it showed in certain matches and certain promos, like you could tell when you're not ready or mentally prepared or didn't have enough time, um, it shows. And yeah, but like once my music hit, I was just always like sink or swim. You just got to go out there and you you got to do it. Yeah, you were in character. That was your cue to be in your character and everything goes smooth. And you just had to, you had to do it. Like you had no choice. So, and you know, mistakes happen. So it is what it is. Right. It's a, and so to answer your second part of your question, um, it's sports entertainment. And obviously we train really hard to get to where we are on, you know, Monday night raw or, or t- uh, Tuesday night smack or Friday night smackdown. Um, and you have to prepare yourself a lot and you have to trust your opponent and trust your partners and, train you know a few years to even get to that point so you know injuries are real there's so many real things to it that like you see these people you know getting doing crazy things you know I didn't do a lot of crazy things off top ropes and stuff I'd rather stay level um and there's just a lot of things involved but it's sports entertainment you know we're entertaining you guys um and uh yeah sorry I can't really give them any more secrets though that's a great answer, though. Can't. No, it's a great answer. I think uh, you know a lot of these wrestling secrets. fans want to go into the experience of leading up to a match, and I thought you did very good. And um, yeah, you know, it's entertainment. It's uh, you're a professional, and uh, you know, when that music hits, you got to perform. It's exactly. simple as that. It's, yeah. that's what it is. Exactly. It's like any other job. We all have to perform, right? It's a performance-based world. It's a performance-based industry. It it's, is. You're always evaluated, and that's how uh, life is in anything. Yep, for sure. 
Um, another question that we have from our Q&A that we did and we didn't answer, and this is from Mr. Lime. Mr. Lime is a great, great fan of mine. Uh, I know exactly who he is. He's he's great. Uh, Mr. Lime said, since both of you have left wrestling, what's the single biggest change in your workout habits? Mm, that's a great question. Mr. Mr. Piscatelli, why don't you ask? Wow. answer that first? In our workout habits or? Habits. Workout habits. Routine. Routine. Um, that's a great question. I, I think the only thing that's really changed for me is um, we make our own schedule now in mm. a sense of uh, my routine is very, very routine and strict on time because we can make our own time now. Yeah. Of like the freedom of having your own schedule. Love that. So I think, you know, when we were WWE, like sometimes you always couldn't work out the same times. Yeah. Um, but I love personally, and this was always kept me in, in such great shape, I feel like is it's key to it. I like to wake up, do my morning routine, and go straight to the gym. I like to do my workout right away, get it, get it over with, and then I start my day. Because for me, it's like that is like the start of my day every Monday through Friday. So the only thing really changed for me is that I can create that morning routine to work out because sometimes when I was with WWE you know I couldn't work out to like noon or two o'clock which I wasn't a big fan of I didn't like that yeah so Savvy's now, not a big fan of sometimes no. I'll like today I for instance I didn't work out this morning ooh, ooh. so I gotta work out later but I'm just like if I gotta do it I'm gonna do it but that's a good point for the timing aspect of it because yep. there were when you get to the main roster too in the road like there's some days you travel excuse me you travel, you know, all these hours, and then like sometimes you don't want to go to the gym. You want it's either take a little nap or go work out. Like, and then sometimes yeah. you know you're, you're tired. So I I would say the biggest thing would be being able to kind of work out whenever we want because that's the freedom that we have. That is the freedom. Making your own schedule, your gym schedule for sure. Shout out to Mr. Lime. Good good question, Mr. Lime. He's great. Big fan, uh, big subscriber on my OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um. From Thank you. <laughs> when you worked when you worked for WWE, did you like Toxic Attraction or did you always want to be a loner? Mm, good question. I loved my Toxic Attraction faction. Um, really loved the girls, loved what we did. It was something that was nothing was planned. It was just like, let's see if this let's throw some paint on the wall, see if it sticks or whatever. It's just like it just worked. It was a great faction. Um, Love those girls. Became really close with all of them. It was a lot of fun. They helped me with some stuff. I helped them with some stuff. Um, the cool thing about it, which I just talked about this um, with Mackenzie the other day, we were, all three of us were very different. And I like the fact that we didn't get like matching gear. We all still kind of stayed with our own look. We might have matched with colors and stuff. But like, you know, everyone feels comfortable in their own style of gear. So like, I'm not gonna go put a different style of gear on because my partner likes the, that gear, you know what I mean? Like, so we stayed true to ourselves, but we had this, like, we just meshed when we came out. Like even Mackenzie was saying, it's like when we when the music hit and we just came out, like we all did our own thing, but like we just meshed as a group. So I do love, love my Toxic Traction girls and uh, yes, I had a great time with them. Well, I think that's what's special <clears throat> about that industry that art of performing, that art of entertaining, is it's unique to see what personalities and characters will clash or will mesh really good together. Yep. And I think like you just said, the reason why Toxic Attraction was probably what the biggest faction of NXT history, 
if not one of the biggest mm-hmm. ones, especially for the female department. Yeah. Um, I think it was like you said, it's just and the, what a beautiful about that. It there's no exact science to that. No, like you don't know if you it's going like, to stick or not exactly. stick, right? And you guys, like you said, you complement each other very well. Mm-hmm. It was three different personalities, mm-hmm. and I just think the fans fell in love with it, or they fell in love to hate it. And I yeah. think that's the special thing about that industry in WWE is like. There is no exact science, right? Like in some mm-hmm. other professional sports, you have a, a gifted basketball player whose his credentials are just off the charts. You, you know he's going to be a pretty good basketball player, right? But in that industry, it's like sometimes the people become the biggest stars and you don't really see it coming. It's how you connect and, and the way the, the the kind of personalities mesh, especially in groups. So yeah, I think it is, I think it was really fun to watch that. It was fun because you you know obviously you helped them them really kind of catapult their careers and you were such like a little mentor. And I think they still uh, look up to you, which I think is, is really cool. And I think you giving back like that and kind of humbling yourself also created one of the biggest stages for you. Yes, you know? for sure. Me kind of uh, humbling myself and, and going and back and, and doing what I did, I think definitely even put me on that um, that catapult to where I was. And also, you make a good point. That is WWE. And I think it's the same description of like, you either have it or you don't. Whereas like other sports, it's like, it's really based off like usually talent. And I would say with WWE, like not to say they're not talented, there's a ton of talented people, but it's kind of like one of those things where there's, a, there's, it's just hard. There's no like right relatability. The relatability. Yeah. The fans have to grab you. But there's like, also a lot of things involved that like people don't see and like how you get booked and who likes you, who doesn't like you, and all these things that are involved where it's not just based on absolutely. talent. That's life. But yeah. Um, Next question. Savvy. I think you might have said this in the last podcast. Did we talk about this? Yeah, I think you did. Maybe I'll skip it. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, we talked about it a little bit. Maybe after. Okay. Um, Are you selling merch like posters? Actually, I do have um, merch available on my website. It's the link in my bio. You'll see um, I just – I sold out of my calendars – which was awesome. I did like two different sets of calendars, so those aren't available anymore. Um, but I do have like some other um, options on that um, website, and um, you guys can check out posters, um, shirts, and other merch items. Um, what is your favorite male body part? Oh, I like this question. Your <laughs> are we talking about sa- my favorite savvy male body part? <laughs> Because you better talk about Savvy's male body part. Who else are you talking about? <laughs> well, ben, like, you believe that shit, meaning, ben? like, are we talking specifically to Savvy? Or are we talking, well, let's go obviously with Savvy before I put my foot in my mouth. Yeah. Um, I'll give you a rope to hang yourself with that one. <laughs> um, I got the shovel in the back. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got <laughs> the shovel for you. Give it a shovel. Give give it a shovel. A... <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, so, my favorite body part of Savvy would be. His glutes. <laughs> Show them your glutes. Nope. <laughs> Sabby has the most, the craziest glutes for a dude. Um, yeah, they're really nice. He's trained a lot, but it's always it's funny because he, you always say from like running, you say, right? From football? It's a lot of explosive movements. Explosive you know, Explosive movements. movements. I was, you know, get to be a very explosive athlete. That's kind of like was my strength. Um, but his glutes are so, he has so much muscle that it's so funny. Sometimes when he's like walking around naked, 
his butt like it's like stuck together like it doesn't like open very easily <laughs> not that i'm like trying to open it but it's like it's very listen to this. earmuffs earmuffs then your face uh, we don't have to get too no, no. detailed what i'm saying is like the muscle is so <laughs> the muscle is so like strong and and just like it's almost like one of those those the oh, it's hard to explain well, you know what the good news is, guys, if you're listening to this? You know what the good news is? Mandy and I are actually coming out with a supplement and a product that's going to really direct the glutes of male and females. So uh, we're the, we're the glute masters. Plan, Look at obviously, us. she has an amazing uh, butt, and we all know that. It's all over the Internet. It's all over social media. <laughs> it's been on you know, national TV. Um, but we actually have a, a supplement coming out probably in the next three months. So make sure you look out for that because it's targeting Good glutes. Good and glutes. men, you can have good glutes. Trust me. Well, you hear what you said. Women love a man with a nice buttocks. All yes, right? nice buttocks. Nice and buttocks. You guys, um, you know, that is a good point because a lot of things, I think like a lot of men don't want to train their glutes because they think it's like weird or whatever. Or like legs, you're training legs and glutes. But like Sabby's like glute ham tie, like his like, you know, like that. It's just everything is just it's great. It's really great. So glutes. guys, if you're listening and you want to turn on a, a, a new female, like get excited. Work out get your, your glutes and get your hamstrings good and wear some tight jeans. Okay. <laughs> I like a nice ass on a guy, you know? I love that. There you go. Well I like a nice ass on you. No, yeah, on me. We sorry. mean guys. Sorry, you know what I mean. Ben, get speaking, the shovel. I was speaking for the get people the shovel, out the people ben. out there. They ain't looking at your ass. Well, you know what, babe? I think this is another great podcast. And I, I love the questions because I think the questions brings in the fans. And I think the questions um, are going to excite people to ask more and kind of see what our answers are going to be. But uh, yeah, we do love, love the it. questions. Um, and guys, we need your help. We need more subscribers on our YouTube. We are definitely, it's, it's, it's trickling up, which is good. But we want to get to 5K subscribers soon. So please please go over to our YouTube page, like and subscribe so you get the notifications um, when we obviously air our podcast on Mondays um, and you get to see all our, our videos and the shorts and whatnot. Um, so please help us out with that. We're going to do a little fun giveaway once we get there and whoever helps us get there faster. And also send your emails to poweralphaspodcast at gmail.com to share a story, share a question, um, whatever it may be. Um, and also you can always put your questions in the comment section as well because we read those and we love your feedback. So we appreciate you guys. Don't forget to watch our podcast on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And we love you guys.